All right, so on this episode of Lifted, you know, I wanted to bring in somebody that's like super inspirational in the community, and he's out there hustling, and I would like to call it diverse income. And because of these individuals, it motivates myself, and if it motivates me, I'm sure it can motivate others. So I had the opportunity to, to bring in Dante Patterson, uh, who's with us today, to kind of speak about different <coughs> goals, you know, his history. How did he be able to come to that stand where he's able to diversify his funds as far as bringing in different type of income? Um, and then I also have Evelyn Pierce who's with me today. So I want to thank you guys for being on the show. I appreciate it, right? So being a part of this show, Dante, you know, we did select you and we were excited to have you. Thank you for coming on. So just to kind of get into that, you know, where are you from? Who are you? Talk, talk to us. Um, I grew up in Dorchester. Um, 28 years old, father of two daughters. Um, you know, I grew up in a, a tough neighborhood, but that neighborhood helped make me who I am today. So I'm proud of that, and I'll never forget it. And like I had mentioned that like, you, you you've got you've done your schooling in different parts. Yeah. So give me an example of like your schooling background. Okay. So um, I lived in the suburbs in the South Shore, um, in a town called Holbrook, until I was about 11 or 12 years old. Um, you know, we lived on Section 8 when I stayed out there. We were in the projects. And um, I learned a lot about school and the value of school being in that small town. Um, you know, between that and sports, it was my way of, you know, socially fitting in with the, uh, you know, the kids in the town. You know, they a lot of them come from, you know, good backgrounds. So my way of fitting in was to either be better than it at school than them or be better in sports so I try to do both. So yeah, so you're you found your, your niche, right? Yeah. So as you're going to these different systems, what was the niche and what did you fall in love with and kinda of helped you out? So the niche for me was um I wanted to be I, I always knew I wanted to be something great. Um my mother was a single mom and uh I just knew I had to be something. You know, just it started off being something for her because she worked so hard. Trying to put a roof over, you know, me and my brothers and sisters' heads, and um, yeah. So what was that? What were you doing in sport? Like what? What were you doing in school to kind of get you? In school, it was just I was very competitive. It was like if there was a kid in my class that everybody loved, and they were like, "Oh, he's the guy," and I wanted to be better than him. I wanted to outdo him. If he had eighty-eight on his test, I was trying to do ninety. So where did the competitive nature really spawn from? Where would you say that that began? What what was the seed that made that grow? Um, I think the seed that made that grow is my neighborhood was full of a, a lot of kids where we were all you know from a you know poverty situation, single moms, and we we did a lot of stuff in our neighborhood. So we were competitive, whether it was you know playing basketball or trying to race. We would do street races, who was faster than who. I just, coming up, we just had a competitive edge about us. And I knew once I had that, I had to use it in a way to just better my life and my situation. At a young age, I understood that immediately. I know sports was big for you. Yeah, I know huge. you love sports. Um, talk to me about your love for sports and how it kept you away from so, negativity. Uh, the first one I ever fell in love with was baseball. Um, you know, being in the suburbs, everyone played baseball. It was like the biggest thing. Red Sox fan, right? Yeah, I love the Red Sox. I go to a lot of games. <laughs> Shout out to my friends that, you know, play on the team. I appreciate them. Um, I get to see a lot of games because of them. But, um, yeah, at a young age, I love baseball. It was just the feel of the grass, the feel of, you know, throwing the baseball, the leather on, the, you know, the laces on the ball. 
Um, but it was like my getaway. Sports was my getaway from my actual reality of growing up without a father in my household. You know, and then your next sport, what was the next sport? Next sport was uh, basketball. Basketball. Yeah, I had a basketball hoop in my neighborhood right in our projects. And um, I would go every day after school and shoot hoops. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything. But that's not what you, I mean, a lot of people know you for something else, man. I think you being modest right now. He's being modest. There's something he's really good at. That um, he's, uh, That's opened some man. doors and, and really supported him. What was that? Um, so I ended up falling in love with football. Um, football, for me, the reason I fell in love with it, it was a way to let out my aggression, um, all the pain that I had to deal with. And I just, you know, moved forward with football. Football opened a lot of doors for me. It kept me out of uh, trouble in my neighborhood, uh, kept me focused, showed me discipline, um, and it got me into college eventually. So I know um, for, for football, it's a good like support system. It helps you stay with certain things. What's your recommendation to other students that like really love the game as well? And what else should they think about other than just the game itself as well? Um, so for anyone that's you know in love with the game of football, just any sport in general, I would say to, you know, just work really, really hard at what it is that you're, you're focused on and trying to do, but also don't lose the part of being a, a student. Um, education is key. And one of the biggest things that I regret is I didn't take my teachers, uh, you know, seriously. I took them for granted and a lot of them cared about me and I just didn't see it because at that point I probably didn't value myself as much as I should have. You got to understand the value of yourself. And in order to value and you know value yourself, you gotta have that confidence. But um, you know, sports is a tool. It's not your destination. If you end up becoming a pro or whatever the case may be, and it makes money for your you know your family, that's cool. But the key is using your mind to you know become a better person and to really tap into your inner self because there's things in this world you may not even realize are there for you until you get to that point. And you don't want it to be too late because you didn't focus early on, you know, in your education. Dante, I really think it's amazing that you can tie your past into what you're doing now. And that's a perfect segue into the present. And I think that one of the things that we want to do for our viewers is to provide the foundations and the tools, but really to really look at someone's story as a whole and understand what laid the foundation into who they are today. Right. So with that, what are some of the different ways you hustle and what are some of the different projects you're working on right now and where, where are you today? So um, a couple of things that I, I do, um, marketing is my background. I'm very huge into marketing. So right now I work at uh, Saks Fifth Avenue. For those that don't know, Saks Fifth Avenue is a, a luxury um, you know, clothing brand or department store, I should say, where you know, you can get anything from Gucci to YXL, all the things that you see your famous people wearing that, you know, people are crazy. Who are some of those people that you that I work with? Yeah, I've seen you. I've seen you doing some things over there. Like, you're like, yeah. By the way, he could he could dress pretty well himself. I just want to throw it in there. Um, extremely dapper. I see this guy with trenches and all types of like fly trenches and pea coats and all types of jackets and sports blazers. But you have the responsibility to support other. Um, some people that I've helped out, you know, a lot of Taraji, um, you know, Henson, who's known to most of you guys as Cookie from Power. I mean, Power. I mean, Empire. Empire. We all Cookie. She's actually she's very humble. Um. You know, very humble woman. She's cool. I've helped out a lot of athletes, football players from the Patriots, uh, basketball players from the Celtics. I just recently met uh, Jason Tatum. 
Um, he's a very humble kid. His mom's nice. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's good people. Um, he's very good to his mom. Uh, who else? Have a couple of baseball players that I've helped out. No. <laughs> so tell him, I mean, what else? Piju? We're going to talk about Piju? This guy is, uh, so now you know Jack he's... Jack of all trades. Exactly, right? Diverse <laughs> income. Diverse income. So he's over here grinding it out. So that's just one of the many hats that you, just, that you just wear. One. What, so what's what's, what's another one? What is one that you're very passionate about that um, um, our viewers would like to know? The thing that I'm passionate about right now for me is uh, Bijou. I work at a nightclub uh, called Bijou in downtown Boston. Um, some of you may know where it's at, some of you may not, but do your research. Um, it's one of the most elite clubs in the city of Boston, in the state of Massachusetts, and uh, even in the country. We do a lot of bookings for major artists, A, B, C-list celebrities. And um, for me, I'm very uh, thankful uh, for the owners over there, the management for believing in me, for uh, you know being able to be an ambassador and run the front of their doors because at one point it wasn't always like that right he was he's been hustling different spaces but he, as you try to enter that space it wasn't as easy so what are some of like the challenges you had um some of the other challenges i've had and i'm going to be real with y'all um you know in a world full of social media where a lot of us get caught up in like oh this picture shows this and the life is this i'm that one person i have a lot of pride you know as well but i also let you know where i come from so before i worked at bijou I worked at the W Hotel for a little bit. Um, I was one of the front doormen that would bring the bags upstairs for the guests that were staying in and see. around all the celebrities, huh? Yeah, yeah I was meeting everybody. I met Ludacris, I met, um, you know, Chief Keith. I met, Tra I met Travis Scott in the weekend. I met J. Cole. Um, but the thing that I learned is all those people are normal. You can't get caught up in the hype of their careers and all this stuff. So, you know, one of the most humble people I met was J. Cole. Actually, J. Cole held the elevator for me as I was bringing, like, 20 bags onto the elevator and you know he treated me like a regular person he's that's one humble person right there um so is chief keep he's very humble laid back but um so how do you get it how do you how so, do you create this next in because i always yeah. see the man around town <laughs> if you guys want to go well you absolutely hit up dante he'll, he'll make sure you have a good time but how did you get in there so at the w um you know the owners and the management of bees would come there a lot five hours their pre-game spot and we would always park their cars, you know, in the front and take care of them. But those guys are very humble. So I created, you know, a relationship with them um, that to this day I value a lot. And um, I ended up getting, you know, fired from the W. We get fired, we lose jobs, we get laid off. And I was stuck in a spot, but I didn't know what it was I was going to do. I was, you know, I even did Toys R Us overnights during Christmas just to make sure my daughters had Christmas gifts. So that was it, like. I worked it just to get Christmas gifts for my daughters for like two months. Um, right after that, I even met with, you know, E tried to help help me out. He helped me with my resume to get me on point, offered me jobs. But I eventually got, you know, my man Aleko, who's, you know, the head hip-hop curator for Bijou. And he's just been in the game for 20 years. I was like, hey, we need a front doorman for Saturdays. Um, and he brought me on board. You know what I mean? And when he brought me on board... It wasn't about just being there. Whenever I've done something, I've always wanted to be the best at it. So I was just like, you know what, I'm going to do my best to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, every day I come in here, every Saturday I'm in here, I'm going to be that person that makes sure anyone who steps in this building um, is going to have a great experience. 
Um, I do want to kind of tie it back to your marketing background because Bijou has become a success in the past couple of years. How are you able to apply what you've learned with your marketing background into making or helping Bijou's continued success in where it is today? Um, so for me, I studied marketing in college. Um, I was at Curry College for like a year and a half. Um, I went to California for a little bit with football and marketing. And then I was at Boston College. Um, it's at Boston College where I realized, you know, marketing is something that's around us every day. And for me, it spoke to me right away and what I wanted to do. Um, I first started off doing a little bit of management with my, my brother, who was a rap artist, and it taught me how to do emails. What's your brother's name? Flyboy Dizzy. You can follow him on Instagram at FlyBoyDizzy. That's my guys. I'm my best friend, man. We learned a lot together. And, he, he, and to be honest with y'all, I didn't have a social media until he told me to get one. Um, he was like, you need this. This is going to help move everything. So once I got on the, the social media aspect that helped me with the marketing, um, I've done anything from business emails to big execs to blogs and all that with his music career. Um, and then from there, the transition into Bijou was kind of easy because at that point, it was like the image you want to create for people to understand that, you know, I want to go to this where I want to party. When we look at stuff that when we're traveling, like, hey, this place, I want to go here because of why? Because it gave me a feeling that when I'm seeing, you know, the visual, the, the people that go there, they enjoy themselves. So with me, with my marketing, I use my social media platform for a good time, I, you know, a lot of the celebs I meet, I take pictures with the people I actually have conversations with. That's like one of my number one rules. Yeah. I don't take pictures with just any artist or somebody that comes there. I actually have to have a conversation with them or make a connection because for, I don't want it to be fake. I want my Instagram to be authentic. I want you guys to know that, okay, when he shook this person's hand or when they talked to him, it's they had a real conversation. He really made that vibe. It wasn't oh, I'm just taking this picture and throwing it up because that they even look at that. In this industry, as you move up or whatever the case may be, they see that. They may not respond because they got 100 million followers, the kid, whatever it is, but they see like, okay, you're a fraud. I, you just took this clip with me because I thought you was a fan. You know what I mean? So I never want that. I'm not a fan. The interesting thing and just kind of like, you know, understanding our conversation thus far, we've identified that you're very successful in building relationships and that is a curated skill and you've built that skill. Uh, whether it was from the W or today at Bijou, what recommendations or you know um, tips can you give people out there that want to you know, work on building relationships so they can either make their businesses more profitable, being better at networking, what? tips can you offer for people to be better at you know approaching someone else right. or just having a genuine conversation to your point so um the biggest thing that you could do is networking is everything um when it comes to approaching people meeting new people just got to be confident be confident in the person that you are because we each uh offer different things in this world so um you know don't be afraid you know, that person that you meet may be an investor towards something that you didn't realize could help your business grow. Um, but networking is the key to any successful, you know, business, any moves that you want to make. Because if someone believe, if you believe in your product and yourself and you convince that person to believe in you, they're going to be behind you. And that's, and that's really what I've gotten out of, you know, building relationships with different individuals is that I learned right away 
when you're meeting these different people, a lot of people are interested in what it is you have to offer the world. So you got to take your shot. The shots that you don't take, how do you know if you're going to win? So that's kind of how I base my experiences with people in this world in general. Yeah, no, I appreciate Dante. So I feel like right now we got a good snapshot of your past. We got a good snapshot of what you're doing now. But as you know, we're all goal-oriented, right? Yeah. And we all have these big aspirations and dreams that we're trying to deliver on, right? And I know you... I, <laughs> I, know, I, know you, I mean, your, your dream might give me headaches. And, uh, you know, I don't know how you know some of us are able to even deal with these certain types of dreams every day because with the pressure and the social media, it's all very exhausting at, you know, at times. But, you know, <clears throat> talk to us about what your goals are. Like, how, you know, where are you trying to go? Where, how can we support? And, you know, and keep up with you. So for me, my biggest goal is to, uh, you know, I'm a father of two daughters. Um, my biggest goal is to be a role model for them. Um, you know, they, their moms are great. They take care of them very well. And my point is to be an inspiration for them to set a bar that they're able to chase. Um, you know, I really stopped trying to pinpoint what it is I wanted to be and just grind it and continue to grind because everything else when you work hard, it's going to eventually take care of itself. Um, one of my, you know, near future goals is to be a homeowner before the age of, you know, 30. Real estate, right? Yeah, I think you mentioned earlier, you want to yes. get to real estate so you can get Pro that multi-family. Property is everything. Yeah. Like, it's so crazy that a simple game of, like, Monopoly, when we were growing up playing that game. How popular that game. <laughs> Monopoly is a very laying on this and you paying like that's how life really works right now. It's like when you own this or these pieces of land, people have to pay you to stay there. Um owning property is a form of financial freedom. Doesn't matter if you have a nine to five, doesn't matter if you you know already own a business. It's a way of providing for your family in multiple ways so that you're no longer, you know, conformed to just sticking in one place because at some point you'll be able to you know retire but when you retire what is it that you want to do afterwards like you really have to look into the future and what it is try not to live day by day actually have goals and set you know set plans and that's one of my goals is real estate um you know i want to be a business and i want to start a small marketing you know firm to be able to help other you know small businesses or people that are trying to you know get a jump start in what it is that they want to do to try to you know move forward and help them you know take that step forward into becoming successful because we're in a generation where you gotta you can use your mind to get creative we have a ton of creatives in this world from people who deal with computers to people who you know just want to own restaurants like it's it's out there if you want to take it so yeah. just to piggyback off of that marketing is huge right now you know you can literally work with geotags where you just so happen to walk by a particular bank and then all of a sudden you see an ad pop up in your inbox or rather on the internet that is marketing to you for that particular bank. And we see that with any business, you know, from, you know, Blue Apron to some of these other little subscription services. When you talk about this potential marketing firm and your future, um, you know, goal when it comes to that, why would folks work with you? So, you know, this is just thinking about the yeah. marketing scheme because you have search engine optimizer, you have yes, AdWords, you have so many different right. methods of marketing. Uh, but I think really where I'm gearing towards with this question is, it seems like you've had proven success right. with what you've used so far with these strategies. 
So for me, um, I feel like with me starting, you know, a small marketing company, I want my marketing company to be to allow my employees to have a creative edge over the choices that we do. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to make it something where it's like, oh, you work for me. We're going to open up the format to where it's like you're using your creative mind and you feel like you're you're an owner or a business owner within this company. Because, right. So it's like if you're able to have that drive and that ability to feel like you have that creative control, you're going to work harder. And then as long as there's incentives and things of that nature to help push the employees, you'll have you'll have success. Mm -hmm. So it's like I may have a strategy of how I market, but someone else may have a, a whole different outlook. I'm not going to shut down his his or hers approach to how we should market something or to teach someone because he may see something that I don't. And that's the greatness of marketing. Like it's such an open format that it's just a, it's just the brain working and the way to get the ideas out. So it's like I want to have that creative culture in my firm where it's like, hey, you know, he's 21 years old. I'm 35 at the time. And he may see something that I don't because of the relationship he has with the, the younger market. You know what I mean? So it's like, I want to have that type of thing. Anyone from the age of 21 to 45 working with me and that able to feel like they can be creative without being shut down by the, you know, the CEO of their own. That's awesome. Right. Uh, yeah, for me, it's, um, I think that what you're trying to set, set yourself up for is different types of income, but also being successful at this too, right? What was the number that you mentioned earlier that you were aiming for, for this, for for the number of income streams. What was that? What was that? <laughs> the secret sauce. The secret sauce. So it's said to be that in order to be a millionaire, you know, you got to have anywhere from six to seven different forms of income coming in. My belief is like, you know, that's correct, but it starts now. It starts before you even become a millionaire. It starts, you know, writing yourself it, right now. Right now, you should be thinking about, hey, how's, you know, what other ways can I have money coming in? Because Absolutely. when you're stuck to one, you're conformed to that one place and you don't want to have that. You want to be able to have this coming in from a property, this coming in from you know, your nine to five. Me, I have the nightclub, so I have that coming in. Because at the end of the day, you know, we all have responsibilities, we all have bills, but you want to feel like you're just living, you're just living to stay alive. You want to feel like you're living to actually live. You know what I mean? So that's the biggest thing for me is I want to have at least six or seven different ways of getting money and, it, and we're gonna figure it out. And that's the, the amazingness about life is like, it's a big game, it's a puzzle. So you gotta figure out what it is, go for it. And if it works, it doesn't. Everything about business and, and life is taking chances. And if you don't take that chance, you don't know what can happen, so. <clears throat> so I appreciate that, Dante. I know we had the conversation about this and I know that we've also mentioned a couple of different topics, right? And one of the guys that's out there that, you know, I think is pushing that, that social awareness forward is, you know, Jay-Z. He has yeah. that um, 444 album. And, I, and I, when, I, when he came out with it, I'm like, yes. Like, I need, you know, like, I, you know, I've been out there. Again, I don't know all everything about finances. Trust me, I'm not the, the one that knows it all. But I like to, to learn from others that are doing it, right? And when I get that information, I like to, you know, for a say, give it back. Um, and I think that's what Jay-Z is doing. So you have your opinion on one of the one of the songs that kind of inspired you in a way. So what was the song? It talks to me how it inspired you and how it should relate to others, right? It should relate to some of the young guys out there doing it, young women as well, these hustles, because he's proven that he's going to do it on not just a small scale, but a really large scale, right? And then we're like, 
thank you for giving us information, right. but I don't know if everybody else is thinking. It's taking it in the same way. So, um, as most of you know, Jay Z dropped four, four, four. Um, and the song that I relate to a lot is the OJ story. Um, and that song both speaks about you know purchasing properties at a time where the real estate market, you know, was at a good time to buy in, and it was right in his neighborhood. And while you know he was selling whatever it was he was selling, making his money instead of you know, valuing that and investing into the property was buying the latest cars, the latest jewelry, the latest clothing just to impress, you know, the people around him. And in reality, had he invested, you know, into that property at that time, which was probably 20 years ago, it's now worth five times the value, you know what I mean, in an area of Brooklyn where he grew up at. And he, you know, he relates it to, you know, it's, it's Dumbo in Brooklyn, and he, he relates back to saying, you know, I'm a Dumbo, I feel like a Dumbo for not buying back. So it's like he's dropping this knowledge of saying to you, like, don't fight over these neighborhoods and these streets that your parents are renting from or we're all renting from and, and you know, invest. Take your money, take that 5K you're putting on a table to, to buy something or the, the 10K you're going to buy a car. And that literally can be a down payment for a condo, a house that you may not see at that time is a huge investment. It's an investment for yourself. An investment for you know the future you don't know if you're gonna have kids or whatever the case may be but just don't live for like the time being you gotta look towards your future and sometimes it's hard but it's something that we all have to try to do yeah it's longevity and i think one of the biggest messages that we want people to take away from lifted is really creating an estate right. having a long lasting not even just financial background, but literally for your name to live on and leave a legacy. Because right. a legacy these days is much more than a name. It, it's it's much more than finances. It's also passing down knowledge to those generations that come after us. So I think Jay-Z does an excellent job at kind of framing that, but also reminding people what's important. It's more than just what we see in the culture of hip-hop. Right. For sure. How would you want to portray it? How would you want to be a part of it moving forward as far as being involved in hip hop and making that connection? Oh, for me, um, I feel like right now, for most of you that don't know, hip hop is one of the biggest money makers in, in the world. It's Perfect. finally, you know, past that plateau and that's come from, you know, Jay-Z's, the Diddy's, the Dr. Dre's, the, you know, the Eminem's, all these people that decided to take their life and portray it in a culture and put it out there for the world to see. Um, and through that, I feel like what's been lost is people are not realizing that that culture is still well alive, but it's like, you want to be able to give back. So you got to allow the music, you can use it as a tool, but you also have to take that tool and then invest into other things. And that's why you see the you know, the Diddy's and Jay-Z's having their hands on to liquor brands and having their hands on to clothing lines and shoe deals. And they even have, uh, you know, real estate. That's the thing they're not putting out there on Jump Street in front of you. But Diddy has like four different names of his businesses. He even has one that I recently found out, um, you know, that his son showed me what it's called, Combs Enterprises. So it's beyond bad boys. He has Combs Enterprises that deals with the restaurants, it deals with the real estate, it deals with, you know, all of his uh, out of the country businesses. So it's like, to to give back to that, I feel like we gotta get, you can't allow music to dictate or make you feel like, oh, this is my only way out. Use it as a tool, and then if you're great at it, 
try to find other options to create other diverse forms of income. Absolutely, diversifying your portfolio, right? Um, for me, I think Dante is a big reason, a part of the reason why Lifted has been created. I just, every time I see what he's doing, I really appreciate it. I think that um, he's doing it from a good place and he's just really trying to take care of himself and his next generation. And I know his main passion is his daughters and I can only respect that to the fullest, right? I think we all really care about our kids and children and making sure we leave it better for them than we got it, right? So that's what, that's, that's the message I'm getting across. Um, I don't know if you guys want to share one last word, both of you, please. Um, I think real quick, right before we end and to close, we always want to make sure that we close with a strong message. And each person that we bring onto this podcast, every single person that we meet with has a different story and they all have different qualities. And uh, one of the things that we talked about in our pre-interview was the quality of loyalty. So before we end, I just wanted to get your thoughts on loyalty and what other three qualities are super important um, for people that are leading towards success and what they should focus on. Um, yeah, so in a generation where loyalty seems to be a lost trait, um, we got to understand that that's something that, you know, can continue relationships that can help you. If you break bridges, of, you know, people that have believed in you or, you know, you take their their belief in you or whatever it is, whether they loan you money to go do something, whether it's like, hey, I believe you to go do this. If you, credit. Yeah, you know, credit. So it's like, loyalty has to be something more than just a word. You actually have to embrace that whole, you know, everything about it. Um, for me, uh, one of the things that I want to say is just you have to be intelligent, resilient, and just have a confidence um, about yourself in this world regardless. You know, regardless where you come from in the world, regardless of your circumstance. Um, you know, I come from the hood. You know what I mean? I never thought that I'd be able to sit in rooms with people who talk about million dollar investments. But because, because this confidence and the intelligence of reading and just knowing my information um, and just being a confident man in myself, no one gave me anything. I earned everything that I have. So it's like, there's nothing you can say to me that will ever break me because of the belief I have in myself. Um, you know, so just try to, you know, have a confidence about yourself and aura about yourself that people gravitate to. Um, it's tough sometimes when, you know, a lot of us have different situations. We may not have, may not grow up with a a father or a mom, maybe single mothers, or we may even come from a great family, but just anything in general, just have, you know, an intelligence about you, a knowledge, awareness, um, you know, be resilient. We all go through problems, um, but resilience is key because it builds character. And then the confidence part, feel confident enough that you can do anything that you want in the world. Like, nobody can stop you. Like, they really, they really say that, uh, for me, when I tell my daughters, they can be anything that they want in this world. And as long as I'm behind them, I really believe that they can be doctors, they can be lawyers, and I'm going to be there for them. Even when they feel like it may not be happening, I'm going to have their back. So it's just like, before that was available to me, I never really had that. But you got to already know that you have that in yourself before anybody else can tell you that you have. You got to have a self-worth. So... You know, before we leave, that's my biggest. Right, no, I, no, I appreciate your time, Dante. On behalf of Lifted, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, it means a lot to myself and Evelyn for you to come over and kind of share your thoughts and your message. Um, I kind of want to start finish off with one more quote. Um, it's uh, there are two ways of exerting one's strength. One is pulling down, 
the other is pulling up, and that's by uh, Booker T. Washington. So I just want to finish on that note, and also want to thank uh, Juan Rivas and Haley Rivas. Um, they're the engineers behind this. Um, so a lot, literally, literally, um, and they've come through and and they took this thing lifted to another level, literally, right? So because of them, we're able to do this, um, and I want to thank them formally. Um, and you can also find them on Instagram and everything as well. Um, but no, I want to thank them and thank you guys. Thank you, bro. Yeah. 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 Stay, <laughs> Stay lifted, man. Stay lifted, man. Stay lifted, man. Get ready. Cool.